Hello all, and welcome to this episode of No Home for Heroes. No Home for Heroes explores history's military mysteries regarding Americans who are missing in action from our past wars. These long-forgotten MIAs are remembered here. Today's episode is titled, Who is Pearl Harbor's Unknown Iron Man? Today's episode of No Home for Heroes is taken from case number 0537 in the files of the Chief Brickstone and Family Charitable Foundation. For over 70 years, the remains of a missing American sailor lay in a grave marked only with a headstone that read, Unknown. But for over 70 years, everyone overlooked a small one-inch bronze medallion that is likely the clue to identifying this hero and returning him home to his family. I'm your host, Rick Stone, bringing you another great and true story from our vault of history's military mysteries. No Home for Heroes is a trademark production sponsored by the Chief Rick Stone and Family Charitable Foundation. For more information on the foundation, visit our website at www.chiefrickstone.com. We invite you to listen to all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast or streaming platform that you prefer. We dedicate this episode to laboratory technician Donald Mendonca from Honolulu, Hawaii. You gave us the clue to answer who is Pearl Harbor's unknown Iron Man. And we just wouldn't listen, at least until now. Before there was a Marvel Comics with Iron Man in 1963, before there was actor Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man in the movie series beginning in 2008, before fictional inventor Tony Stark put on the mechanical Iron Man suit, there was the, quote, Navy Department General Excellency Trophy for Capital Ships of the Pacific Fleet in 1919. The trophy's design was a three-foot bronze athlete standing on a world, a globe basically, and holding aloft a laurel crown, the ancient symbol of athletic victory. But hey, no self-respecting sailor was going to try to remember the official name. Oh, come on. Navy Department General Excellency Trophy for Capital Ships of the Pacific Fleet? Heck, I can't even barely read it, much less say it. So, it was soon nicknamed simply the Iron Man Trophy. The Iron Man Trophy was awarded by the Navy on a system of points figured on the basis of participation and standings of athletic teams of ships of the Pacific Fleet competing in events such as rifle and pistol matches, whaleboat crew races, boxing, wrestling, baseball, sailing, swimming, and football. Surprised to see there weren't any golf in the competitions, but hey, that was 1919. The first ship to win the battleship division was the USS Mississippi in 1919. She held the trophy until 1924, when the USS California took it over for three years. Succeeding ships to win the trophy were the USS Tennessee, who won it four times, the Mississippi, the West Virginia won it twice, the Maryland, the Tennessee, and the USS Nevada. 
In the 1938-1939 competition for the Ironman Trophy, the USS California again reigned supreme by a total of seven-tenths of one point. On the morning of December 7, 1941, the USS California was moored at the southernmost berth of what was then known as Battleship Row, adjacent to Ford Island at Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. Many of her watertight compartments and hatches were open in anticipation of an inspection to be performed by command personnel later that week. Shortly before 0800 hours, that's 08 o'clock in the morning, Air and naval forces of the Japanese Empire launched a surprise attack which concentrated warships of the Pacific Fleet anchored at Pearl Harbor. The USS California was struck by two torpedoes below the ship's armor belt. At 0845, a 551-pound aerial bomb entered the starboard upper deck, that's on the right side, passed through the main deck, and exploded on the armored second deck. This bomb set off an anti-aircraft ammunition magazine and killed about half of the 103 sailors who were ultimately lost on board the USS California. An additional aerial bomb missed the intended target, but landed close enough to rupture the California's bow plates. Despite a heroic three-day effort by her crew, for which three individuals were later awarded the Medal of Honor, the progressive flooding of the ship caused her to settle upright onto the bottom of Pearl Harbor with only her superstructure remaining above the waterline. In the aftermath of the attack, an organized effort by surviving crew members of the California was begun to locate and identify the dead. The USS California was refloated on 24 March 1942 and entered Pearl Harbor's dry dock number two on 9 April 1942 for repairs. Ultimately, a total of 103 dead were counted along with about 60 or 62 wounded. The dead were transported to either Halaba Naval Cemetery or Nuano Cemetery where they were processed, identified if possible, and buried. One of those who could not be identified was designated Unknown X-74 and buried in the Halaba Naval Cemetery on 23 March 1942. And there, this unknown USS California sailor lay until September 1948 when his remains were exhumed and taken to the Army's Central Identification Laboratory in Honolulu in an attempt to give him a name. At the lab, the anthropologist, the famous anthropologist, Dr. Mildred Trotter, described unknown X-74 as, quote, race, white, sex, male, height estimate, 67.72 inches, weight estimate, 160 to 165 pounds, age estimate, 27 to 30 years. Hair color, unknown. Shoe size, 8.5D. Yes, he had some dental charting, but his cause of death was a fractured skull and he had a crushed hip. Her notations include these comments. Probably stocky and well-muscled. The forehead is quite high, moderately wide, and slightly receding. 
the nose long, narrow, and probably quite prominent. Exitosis on the left femur of about three inches long. This condition is generally occurs when there's a, like a bone spur or perhaps a previous fracture. Also at the lab, Dr. Trotter had another modern piece, at least modern for 1948, piece of technology to help her. She sent the burned and mangled remains of X-74 for a fluoroscope examination. We don't call it this very much anymore, but today we call it X-ray. She sent the remains to see if there were any other clues that could be found. And boy, did technician Donald Mendonca find the clue to solve this case. He wrote in his examination report, quote, One metal, approximately one inch square, bronze, stamped, quote, Iron Man trophy on one side, end quote. On the reverse side of the metal is stamped, quote, Contributed to the winnings of the Iron Man for the USS California in competition with the battleships of the U.S. fleet, 1938 to 1939. For reasons that have never been explained, apparently no one followed up on Mr. Mendonca's clue. An X-74 was reburied in the Punchbowl Cemetery in Honolulu, Hawaii, as one of 20 unknowns who were missing in action from the USS California after the attack on Pearl Harbor. In 2011, as a member of the Department of Defense, I reopened the case of unknown X-74, and after reading Mr. Mendonca's report, dubbed the case the Iron Man of Pearl Harbor. Using the Random Instant Statistical Correlation System to compare Dr. Trotter's biometric measurements and analysis of Dr. Trotter to California's MIAs, I produced a list of only five most likely matches. Those five are Seaman First Class Clyde Clifton McMeans, Seaman First Class Aaron Lloyd McMurtry, Fireman Second Class Edward Daniel Bowden, Seaman First Class Paul Elston Holly, and Seaman First Class Wayne Edward Newton. But, and there's always a but in history's military mysteries, then came the real question. In fact, an answer to this question proved to be the way to solve the case, in my opinion. The question was, how many of these five most likely matches were on the USS California in 1938 to 1939, and who might have participated in the Iron Man competitions. Well, that seemed pretty simple. And if you guessed only two, you'd be absolutely right. Paul Elston Holly, Seaman First Class, Wayne Edward Newton, Seaman First Class, were the only two of the most likely matches who were anywhere near being on board the USS California in 1938 and 1939. And there, the case has remained. The case of Pearl Harbor's unknown Iron Man has remained dormant since I submitted my official report to the Joint POW-MIA Accounting Command on the 70th anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor, December 7, 2011.
for 11 years since 2011 and when I submitted my official report, the now successor of JPAC, the Defense POW MIA Accounting Command, or DPAW, cannot seem to identify Iron Man. So, okay, right off the top, let's eliminate Robert Downey Jr. and even Tony Stark. He's fiction and the other one's just an actor. Is Iron Man Seaman First Class Paul Holly from North Platte, Nebraska? Or is he Seaman First Class Wayne Newton from Terre Haute, Indiana? Or is he one of the other three who are a most likely biometric match to unknown X-74 and, who knows, may have won the medal in a poker game or a crap game or some other competition on board the ship? Either way, with such a small number of possible matches, how hard can this case be for the Defense POW MIA Accounting Agency to finally solve with a simple DNA comparison? As I've said many times before, come on, Deepaw, just do your job. Thank you for listening to this episode of No Home for Heroes. We hope you've enjoyed today's production, and we invite you to check out our other episodes on Apple Podcasts or, hey, whichever platform you like to listen to podcasts. In fact, No Home for Heroes is now featured on just about any podcast site all across the world. We greatly appreciate your comments, and a special link is available for you to contact us on our website at www.chiefrickstone.com. We again thank you for your support of our mission to provide information to the families of missing American servicemen and missing American servicewomen. Every assistance counts, and you do make a difference. Until next time, be careful, be safe, and wishing you fair winds and following seas. I'm your host, Rick Stone, reminding you that poor is the nation that has no heroes, but shameful is the nation that, having heroes, forgets them. Thank you.